you're going to hear a revelation that few believers have ever heard. Trust me on this. It will revolutionize your life forever. Is there a supernatural dimension, a world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest, when he goes to foreign countries like Africa or other places, he gets reports. And the reports that he gets is how come you have more miracles than these name ministers that come to our countries. How come you have so many miracles? What is your secret? And I'll tell you something else. When you understand this secret, your faith will be charged. It'll be activated. And you're going to get your first love back for the Lord. And if it was just the latter, it would be worth everything. But how about having your faith charged? How about operating in the faith that is normal according to the Bible? And what is normal according to the Bible? This is what Jesus said. You will do the same works that I have done and even greater. What did he do? He raised the dead. Blind could see, deaf could hear, lame could walk. There points to time where everyone that came in his presence was healed. He says you can do that. Now, Jim Richards, I want to know what you're doing that is so unique, that is charging the faith so that so many miracles happen. Well, you know, I first want to say more than anything else, it's nothing special about me, and that's really, really important to understand. It's something special about what God did through the Lord Jesus. I discovered that when I'd go into these countries and preach, and they wanted to know, what is the secret? I didn't know there was a secret. I, I didn't know. And as I sought God, I, I came up with a couple of things. First of all, I was taking the gospel to people who had never heard it. They had not been baptized in religion. They didn't know anything about God except for what I told them. But here's the real key thing, is the messages that I preached were based, always centered on the finished work of Jesus. In other words, what happened from the cross to the throne? What happened when Jesus was crucified, died, and was raised from the dead? Because in reality, every aspect of salvation, and you know this, I've heard you say this, you know the word saved doesn't just mean born again, it means saved, healed, delivered, blessed, prospered, protected, made whole, set apart. Every aspect of, of what God offers revolves around believing or what we believe about God raising Jesus from the dead. And when we get people to point their faith to the finished work of Jesus, I'm telling you, everything changes. But what I found as I listened to your teaching, most people know what you just said, uh, that Jesus died and rose yep. from the dead, but they don't understand how He did it, what He did, 
and what that really means that's to right. us, and that's the almost missing universally from most believers, and oh. I think that has a lot to do with why they're not activated in being normal according to the Bible. You know, I heard, I heard Mel Gibson say about uh, the great movie, The Passion. It was a great right. movie, but I heard, I heard him say this in an interview. I forgot how many, how long the movie was that was dedicated to what happened to him before he died, but there was probably something like 90 seconds dedicated to his resurrection. Do you know most movies that you see out of Hollywood? Yeah. They do not talk about the resurrection. They'll, they'll have the no. they'll have Jesus hanging on a cross, but they don't right. have his great triumph. There, yeah, and there's no victory apart from the resurrection. We have nothing from God separate from what Jesus obtained through the resurrection. You said in your teaching that Jesus did everything as a man. Oh, and yeah. that's why is that important to you? The Bible says He became a man like we are in every way, yet without sin. It says that He had to become a man so He could be a merciful and faithful high priest, but it also says He had to become a man so that He could defeat the devil who had the power of death and deliver us from fear. And see, Satan had to be defeated by a man. We would have no victory if Jesus had not become a man. And, you know, it says He emptied Himself. So as a man, He won every battle for me, so I don't have to win it. And you go even deeper. Yeah. He had to do what we have to do. He had That's to right. use His own faith. Explain. That's right. Every aspect of His life. He, he, he never did anything as the Son of God. He did everything He did as a man, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And, and when He lived life and modeled this to us, He used His faith. The Bible says He grew in grace. The Bible talks about how that God was on Him. He grew in wisdom and knowledge. Every miracle He did, He did the same way we do, where He trusted God, He trusted God's Word, and He spoke with the, with the authority that comes from trusting God's Word. And had He not won those, uh, those victories uh, you know, as a man, they would mean nothing to us. But then He had to go to the cross and win all of those victories as a man yielding to the Spirit of God. You know, I, I, I don't want to separate it, but I have this kind of mind that's trying to do this. Yeah. According to Isaiah 53, He took every sin right. of every human that has ever been committed. I mean, it would be bad enough to take his own sin, except he didn't have any. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so he took everyone else's sin. This is unbelievable to me. But he also took every pain, That's right. emotional, physical, uh, every sickness, That's right. every disease. Uh, we have problems with one tiny little disease. Mm -hmm. Imagine having everything. Oh, you know, some people say, and this may be true, that that's possibly why there was an eclipse while He was on the cross, because, you know, the Bible says his, He became marred more than any other man. He took, his, all of His bones went out of joint. See, He took all of the curse of the law for us so that there would never be one time whenever we're in a situation where we have to say, uh, does this curse have the right to be here? You know, I might have done something wrong. There might be some consequences, some sowing and reaping as far as that goes. You know, if I do something mm -hmm. stupid, I, I may have those kinds of consequences. But there can never be a time that I can stand and say, the reason this is happening to me is because this curse of the law is on me, because Jesus 
not only became my sin, but He took the, all of the curses of the law for me. Galatians 3.13, we have been delivered from the curse of the law. We are redeemed from the curse of the law because the Bible says, cursed is anyone who hangs on the tree. You've dealt in your life with a lot of sickness. Oh, yeah. I want to find out about that virus that stuck around a number of days and how you use this principle to get free. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Jim Richards has seen every miracle in the New Testament. Thousands of cripples get up and walk. Blind people see. The deaf are healed. People have been raised from the dead. It all happens when Jim Richards teaches how you can obtain a simple, non-complicated faith that is based in what Jesus did from the cross to the throne. Get ready to hear more when we return to It's Supernatural! I asked Jim Richards, why? Are you getting so many miracles in foreign countries, more than almost anyone they've ever seen before? And without blinking an eye, he said, it's because of my six CD series called Three Days That Changed Your Life. This anointed audio CD series is yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1497. Through this series, you will overcome what has paralyzed your faith. Understand the awesome significance of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Discover the secret to accessing God's resurrection power. And when people listen to this message, they get their faith focused on the resurrected Jesus, the inheritance that He has, and suddenly everything starts getting easy. Suddenly you're connected to the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead that will raise you from the death of any situation you're facing. Jim Richards will lead you through powerful anointed prayers that will help activate your breakthrough, your miracle, your provision. Don't miss out on getting Jim Richards' anointed six-part audio CD teaching, Three Days That Changed Your Life, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1497. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 1497 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to it's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Jim Richards, and uh, we were talking about how the principles that he teaches get more miracles than most of the household words you hear of names on people on TV that go to foreign countries, but he's doing something different. And what I want to find out is how this even works for you. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the time that you had this chronic virus that uh, it was there day after day after day. You couldn't get rid of it. Right. And, and, and let me say, anytime I get healed, this, this is really the process. I mean, we, we have to realize there are some questions I have to ask. When a sickness comes, when anything comes in my life, I have to ask myself this question. Did Jesus do anything about this through His death, burial, and resurrection? And the answer is yes. And the answer, yeah. For sure. that, but I've got to decide that. I've got to get it very deliberate. Yes. Well, what did He do? Well, He became the curse of the law. Sickness has no right in me. And, and, and did Jesus conquer this problem when He was raised from the dead? Yes, He did. Then what can I do about it? Well, you know, I can believe the truth. All right, am I in Jesus? Well, yes, I'm in Jesus. Do I share in His inheritance? Yes, I do. Then am I willing to do something about this? That's, that's pretty much the process, but you know, you've got to internalize that process. And, and what I do many times is I will literally ju just envision Jesus on the cross 
and I, I will envision myself there at the foot of the cross and just see this leave me and see it, but go to Him and Him take on that sickness. And when I do that in my heart, I just always acknowledge, I don't have to bear this. You've already borne this. I don't have to carry this. I can't carry it. You've already carried it. See, I realize it'd be a denial of what Jesus did for me to think I've got to carry a disease that He's already carried. And then I love to envision Him being raised from the dead and leaving that sickness behind. See, He had to beat that sickness to come up out of the grave. But more than anything, I love to envision myself in Him when He's coming up out of the grave. Because that's what the Apostle Paul said. He says, we are in Him. We are seated with Him. We are raised up with Him. See, it's all about being in Him and what He deserves, what He obtained, and what He has. That's, that's the Christian life. That's what the normal Christian life is about. What caused you to fall so in love with Jesus? Well, you know, I was 21 years old. I was pretty much a drug addict. I had nothing but heartache and pain my entire life. You know, when I was as early as four years old, you know, I'd already had my father uh, try to kill my whole family. I was basically, you know, uh, sent off to live with my grandmother who was completely crazy. We could do five programs over the mental torment that I went through there. You know, I went through, you know, physical and emotional abuse growing up. I, I ran away from home at 14 years old. I was living on the streets. I did every wicked, despicable thing you could do to live, to survive, just to have food to eat, just to have, a, just to, in, in the winter, you know, when you're, when you're 15 years old and you're sleeping in a cardboard box on the streets in the snow, you, you, you do compromising things you just couldn't ever imagine. And I'm telling you, by the time, by the time I was able to discover Jesus, my life was nothing but pain and sorrow. I'd already had two or three major life-threatening illnesses. But my biggest thing, Sid, was because of the way my grandmother treated me specifically, she convinced me that I was unlovable. My grandmother, I mean, she was crazy. She was literally crazy. And she, she did everything she could to make me believe I was unlovable. So you can just imagine every relationship I got in, it was sabotaged from the beginning. Everything I got into failed. And, and it didn't matter how much, how much drugs I took, at the end of every night, I, I, my heart was breaking, just, just barely able to breathe for the pain. And I'm going to tell you, when Jesus came into my life, but this is so many years ago. Why, why are there tears in your eyes now? Because today, it's the love of God today is more real to me than it was that day when I was 21 years old, 40 years ago. When I was crossing those railroad tracks as a drug addict hip, and I gave my life to Jesus. I want you to know, there hasn't been any waning. There hasn't been any drifting. Uh, 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 there hasn't been any getting stale. Every day I get up and I feel the love of God. And I, I want to emphasize, I feel it. I'm not saying I get up and I think about it. You know, I used to wake up every morning and the first feeling I had was rage. I, I would wake up, sit, and honestly, if you touched me, like if you touched me to wake me up, I would probably knock you out. People, did, people didn't touch me when I was asleep. I'd been stabbed in my sleep. I, you know, I'd had all these horrible experiences in my sleep. But I tell you, I wake up in the morning, Sid, I've got to tell you, I wake up in the morning and I just feel the love of God. And the Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. And you see, when you look at the cross of Christ, the Bible is very clear that the only place you can fall in love with God is when you look at the fact that Jesus was our propitiation. And that means the satisfying of wrath. See, God has a million reasons to kill me 
if, if, I, if I got what I deserve. Not just you. He has a million yeah. reasons to kill you right. if you got what you deserve. But the truth of the matter is, he didn't create you to kill you. No. He created you to have this abundant life. That's what Jim is talking about. That's right. And you know, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, listen, I've done horrible things that wrecked people's lives forever. And I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine anybody being able to love me with the life that I had. But you know something? I look at the cross and I see that Jesus became my sin and he took the wrath that I deserved. He paid the price that I should pay, that you should pay so that you don't have to pay it. He paid our price and, he, and it didn't just stop there. He came up out of that grave and said, now everything that I received from the Father, this inheritance that I get from the Father, I'm going to share it with you. Everything that he has is mine. How can I not be in love with somebody who loves me so perfectly? You know, Jim, I'm having a thought. A friend of mine had an open vision of what is called the day of the Lord. That is a day that you don't want to be without Jesus. You want to be in him. He said he never saw such fear on people's faces. But this is the thing that impressed me. The people were saying, I thought I had more time. I thought I had more time. No, you don't know when your end is going to come. And I tell you that now is the time to get right with God. Now is the time to tell God that you're sorry for everything you've done wrong. Now is the time to accept his love and his gracious forgiveness, where he's not just going to cover your sins as we did in the Old Testament, my Jewish people, but he is going to wash them away as if they've never existed before. The prayer is simple, but you have to mean it with every fiber of your being. Your part's to mean it. God's part is to fulfill it. If you tell Jesus you're sorry for your sins and believe the blood of Jesus washed them away and ask him to live inside of you and be your Lord, I tell you, according to the Word of God, and God is not a man that he should lie. If he can love Jim Richards, if he can love me, for sure he can love you. Don't go away. I'm going to have you fall so in love with Jesus in the next segment. Be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create in himself, to create in himself. His purpose was to create one new man. One new man. One new man. Adin novi chlavek. The Adam Hadash Echad. One new man. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here with Jim Richards. And I was asking Jim, how do you get your first love back? Or how do you fall in love with God all over again and deeper than ever before? Because you want to. And I'm going to have him explain how. The Bible says that it all happens, like we said earlier, when you look at the propitiation, 
what Jesus did on the cross. The propitiation is the satisfying of wrath. Isaiah asked this question. He said, who has believed our report? Well, Sid, you know, not many people, not even many Christians has really believed the report that God gave about Jesus. We believe in the historical Jesus. We believe He lived, worked miracles. But our faith has got to be based on what happened from the cross to the throne. What happened there? And it seems to me the emphasis is based on the historical yeah. Jesus uh, than on what He accomplished. Right. And that's the model. The historical Jesus is the model, but the power is in the death, burial, and resurrection. So let's just kind of walk it through. You know, Isaiah says, of course, it says that he was bruised for our iniquities. We have to start with this realization that Jesus, first and foremost, it was our iniquities. He became our sin. He didn't just slip on a little backpack and carry it. He became it. Man brought sin into the world. Only man could take sin out of the world. And God, as God's a loving Father, He never wanted to hurt us, but as a righteous God, sin had to be dealt with. So Jesus goes to the cross with no sin of His own, and while He's on the cross, He becomes the sins of the world. But you know what? Just dying on the cross is a horrible, oh, yeah. a painful death. Yeah. But then you couple it with what He really was doing in the invisible world. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing He did that for me. Oh, oh it is. It's amazing He did it for you. It is amazing yeah. He did it for you. Amazing That's He right. loves you so much. He became our sin. And then He had to take all of the curse of the law. So any curse of the law that you go back and read in the Old Testament, as a believer, I can never stand up and say, okay, God's putting this on me because I've failed. No. I might be suffering consequences of my actions, but Jesus became that curse. And for me to say that God's putting that curse on me and after Jesus, it means I just don't believe what Jesus did for me. So He becomes the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, shame, disease, and He even is rejected of God. Why? So we won't have to be rejected of God. God bruised Him with sickness. The word stripes, where it talks about the stripes, it wasn't the stripes of the Roman soldiers that got us healing. That word stripes is the word bruising. God bruised him with our sickness. God bruised him with our infirmity. What does that mean by bruised? It, 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 means, it means to violently impact something so hard that it, that it causes this impression in their physical body. The language in the Hebrew says, it says that our iniquities violently rushed upon him. So he becomes our sin. And, you know, and when Jesus said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He wasn't just quoting a scripture. He was quoting a scripture about a reality that he was experiencing in our place. And then he dies. Now, he dies really as a sinner in a certain sense, but, you know, because he became our sin. And he goes to Hades. Now, Hades is the abode of the wicked. And people say, Well, well, I know the Bible says that, but why do you think that's important? Because if He hadn't gone to Hades, I'd have to go. In other words, anything that Jesus did not pay the price for, mankind would have to pay the price for. So, in effect, He was our substitute. Exactly, yeah. He was our substitute. It, it, he was a substitute. It's an exchange. He takes all that we deserve. We get all that He deserves. Now, there He is bound, and it, we, we know that, we know that uh, Jonah in the well, you know, was a type of Jesus buried in our sin. I was in the depths, you know, the seaweed wrapped around my head. I was about to give up. But here's the most incredible thing. The Bible teaches us that Jesus was raised up by His faith. 
Imagine this. He as, had, as a man. As a man. Overcoming all of that. We, we'll right. never have to overcome That's any right. of that. See, as a man, can you imagine? He's down there. His emotions are saying, God has totally given up on you. And he says, no, my God says, I am a priest forever after, after the order of Melchizedek. You know, it says, it says well, God's going to leave you here. No, my, my God says that, that my body shall not suffer corruption. Well, you know, every emotion. So he was, was using his faith on the promises That's of right. God just as we're to use our faith That's right. on the promises of God. That's right. And so he's believing God and, and see, Paul, Paul says basically experiencing this new life is really just about believing three components, if you will. You know, we, we've got to believe the inheritance that we have in Him. We've got to believe that uh, in the resurrection power so that we can experience uh, resurrection power in Him. And, and Paul just breaks this thing down real simple. So, so now he's believing God and the Spirit of God. According to the Scripture, the Spirit of God raised him up. See, he didn't even raise up by his own power. The Spirit of God raised him up, and then, then through resurrection power, he stripped the devil of all principality, power, right, and might, so that he had no rights ever to attack us again. Now, that's not to say we don't put up with things, but I'm saying... Satan has no right to touch us. I'm reminded, he says, all authority all. has that's been right. given to me. If that's all, my understanding is the devil's got none. None. Exactly. I like that. I and like so, that. and you know, and I, and, and I believe scripturally that's when Satan got cast out of heaven because Jesus purged the heavenly holy of holies. I don't think Satan got back into heavenly holy of holies after that. And then he goes to the Father and he receives an inheritance. And he sits down at the right hand of God. Now, here's where, this is where it gets freeing. See, I tell people this all the time. You don't have to have the faith for healing, really. Here's what you got to have the faith for. Did Jesus take that disease in his death? Did Jesus conquer that disease in his resurrection? Did Jesus obtain healing or health and eternal life as, as the inheritance? And then, then here's the question. Am I in Him, and do I believe I share in His inheritance? And that's the question for you. Are you in Him, and do you believe that you are partnering with Him in His inheritance? Of course, the same Spirit that raised beside Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Jim Richards has seen every miracle in the New Testament. Thousands of cripples get up and walk. Blind people see. The deaf are healed. People have been raised from the dead. It all happens when Jim Richards teaches how you can obtain a simple, non-complicated faith that is based in what Jesus did from the cross to the throne. Get ready to hear more when we return to It's Supernatural! I asked Jim Richards, why? Are you getting so many miracles in foreign countries, more than almost anyone they've ever seen before? And without blinking an eye, he said, it's because of my six CD series called Three Days That Changed Your Life. This anointed audio CD series is yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1497. Through this series, you will overcome what has paralyzed your faith. Understand the awesome significance of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Discover the secret to accessing God's resurrection power. And when people listen to this message, they get their faith focused on the resurrected Jesus, the inheritance that He has, and suddenly everything starts getting easy. Suddenly you're connected to the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead 
that will raise you from the death of any situation you're facing. Jim Richards will lead you through powerful anointed prayers that will help activate your breakthrough, your miracle, your provision. Don't miss out on getting Jim Richards' anointed six-part audio CD teaching, Three Days That Changed Your Life, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1497. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 1497 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest has seen America's future different than most of you think.